fate has always worked in mysterious ways for our next guest. And Snappers, this is his first time on the show. It will not be his last. You are about to find out why. James Judd. It's 1990, and I've recently graduated from college with a degree in English, which I soon find out is about as useful for finding a job as having a degree in waving your hands in the air. So I go to the college career day fair, and I take the first job by the first company that will hire me. I've been hired by AT&T, the biggest telephone company in the world. I'm going to be an account executive in the major markets group of the downtown Los Angeles branch. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. On my first day of work, I'm given a top-to-bottom tour of this giant skyscraper by a man from personnel who has a cold, who is very busy, who does not want to be doing this, and who keeps calling me Gary. Come on, Gary, follow me. Up and down we go, until finally the elevator doors open up onto a floor that is just a sea of cubicles. Cubicles as far as the eye can see. Window to window, a million cubicles, all filled with people and paper and ringing telephones. It's very exciting. I've never even seen a cubicle before, so the thought of working in one seems, you know, like a very attractive idea. The personnel man kind of stumbles upon an empty cubicle and he says, Oh, uh, here, Gary, this is where you're going to sit, so... You know what? I'm going to leave you here now, but don't worry. I'm sure your new supervisor will be by any moment, and then he or she will give you even more information about the company, (laughs) as well as explain to you the finer points of your new job. So I guess there's nothing left for me to say except once again, Gary, congratulations and welcome to AT&T. Goodbye. And he leaves. So I sit and I wait. But by the end of the day... No supervisor, no anybody comes by to tell me anything. By the end of the first week, I begin to think, they've forgotten me. By the end of the second week, I get my first paycheck, and I think, I have so found the perfect job for me! Clearly, somebody in the universe was looking out for me. The stars had aligned. This was the best job in the world. By the end of the first month, I have my whole routine down. I've got a blue pinstripe suit, I've got shiny black shoes, I've got a different colored tie for every day of the week, I've got a briefcase full of blank paper, and I've decorated my cubicle to make it look like I am very, very busy all the time. I've got little sticky notes all over my computer terminal, I've got two coffee mugs, because I'm just too gosh darn busy to keep running back and forth between the coffee break room, and I've got a big stack of manila folders filled with blank paper. And I shuffle them, I shuffle them, I shuffle them, and I move them to one side. In the afternoon, I move them back, I move them back, I move them back. Occasionally, somebody will come by my cubicle and say, Hey, new guy, or hey, Gary, you working hard or you hardly working? And I always say, I'm hardly working. And they just laugh, (laughs) and they keep on going. Occasionally, my telephone will ring, but it's always because somebody has gotten my number by mistake. They never wait to find out that I'm not the person they want to talk to because they're already screaming at me by the time I pick up the phone. Then I put them on hold, and I press transfer star, transfer, and boom, they're gone. I don't know where those calls go, but they don't come back to me, and that's all I care about. 
One day, a memo arrives on everyone's desk that says that every single AT&T employee in Southern California, not just LA, but all of Southern California, which is huge, is required to report the following Friday to the LA arena for a big company meeting with all the big executives who are gonna fly in and they're gonna rally us a third quarter glory. Well, the appointed day arrives and I get down to the LA arena in plenty of time to pretend to help set up. And I see this place is huge and it's packed full of people. Every seat is filled with AT&T employees and all the big executives march out on stage and music is playing and people are on their feet and they're cheering because these are executives. And the biggest big shot is marching back and forth across the stage saying AT&T is the greatest company in the world, blah, 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 yakety, yakety, bark, bark, bark. But it's not just about us. It's also about you. We're here today to get to know a little bit about you. So what I need is a volunteer to come up here from this great big crowd, stand on this stage, look into this microphone, and tell the crowd who you are, where you work, and what you do to help keep this great company of ours growing. Well, do I have a volunteer? Well, how about you? And he points right to me. So up on stage I go, and I stand in the spotlight, I look into the microphone, and I say to the crowd, Hi, my name is Gary, and my cubicle is in the downtown Los Angeles branch. Yeah, go downtown LA, and I don't do anything. No, 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 uh, listen, I've been here a year. I've already gotten two raises. I still don't know what my job is. <laughs> Everybody laughed like, he's kidding, right? And then I guess somebody figured out that I wasn't. Good news, bad news. Bad news first. When I get back to my cubicle, The very same personnel man who gave me the tour on my first day of work is standing there to let me know that I've been fired, effective immediately. Good news, the pink slip comes made out to Gary, while automatic check deposits to James continued for another year. I was part of the can't-do generation, and that's what makes America great. James Judd. James Judd. James Judd is the force behind the popular one-man show, Seven Sins. James Judd's story was produced by Jamie DeWolf with sound design by Pat Masidi Miller. Now, Snap Judgment Legal has asked me to please note that AT&T is a fine company with excellent employment practices and the event chronicled in James Judd's story happened a long time ago and was due to the hand of fate, duly noted. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.